0: I want uh, to get your undivided attention. There is a need of prayer. And not just to talk to God, but there's a need of prayer to get in the presence of God so that we can be humble. There are a lot of high-minded saints. And they are spiritually proud. I don't do this, I don't do that, I don't do this, I don't do that, I don't do that, and they become so proud and arrogant until they don't know how to relate and how to, because this is God's message for us and what he's got for us this year. They don't know how to relate to others who are coming in and have not made it to that place that you are now. There's a way to tell if somebody is in the presence of God And is that they lose that that elevation of themselves. They lose that arrogance about them. They lose that sense of pride about them when they've been in the presence of God. That ego. That I, 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 me, me, me. That you, you will not leave out of the presence of God thanking you all that. And if you got that proudness about you and that arrogance about you, you ain't been before God. When you go before God and get in his presence, you leave broken. Because you got something to compare yourself to. So people who are not in God's presence are proud people. They're high-minded people. They're arrogant people. And then they don't have any... That's fine. They Leave it alone. They don't have any compassion for others who are trying to come in and get saved, lift your hands and say, "Lord, I want to be in Your presence tonight." <laughs> now, now, wait before you act. That I should have told you. You're gonna see how ugly you are. You're gonna see how messed up you are. We finna go somewhere tonight. Lift your hand and say, Lord, show me me. me. Nobody else but show me me. (laughs) Isaiah 6. Isaiah 6. In the year that King Azar died. Now, I want to say this. Um, a revelation of God cannot be complete without a revelation of yourself look Isaiah 6 and 1 in the year that King Azai died I saw the Lord upon a throne sitting upon a throne high lifted up and his train filled the temple above it stood the seraphims each one had six wings with twain He covered his face. Now, first of all, in the presence of God, angels who are majestic are so ashamed of the way they look, they cover their face. They only want their face seen in God's face. And with twain, he did fly. And with twain, he did cover his feet. With twain, he covered his feet, twain, did fly. And one cried to another, holy, holy, as the Lord of hosts, the whole world is full of his glory. And the post of the door moved at the voice of him that cried, and the house was filled with smoke. Then said, I was me, for I am undone, for I am a man of unclean lips, and dwell in the midst of people of unclean lips. My eyes have seen the king, the Lord of hosts. So what he does, you may be seated. He said, I went before the Lord, and I saw the Lord high and lifted up, But right after I saw the Lord, I looked at myself and I saw I was a man of unclean lips. I wonder about all you people who say you're in God's presence but can't see yourself. Can't see how bad your attitude is. You can see everybody else but you don't see you. You ain't been nowhere. Point everybody else's flaws out. Everything everybody else is doing, who doing you wrong, how they did you, how they treated you, but you can never see you're wrong. But part of a relationship with God is revealing yourself. And the closer you get to God, the more ugly you see you look. See, part of understanding the beauty of holiness is understanding the ugliness of you. Amen. Get me the book of Matthew, chapter sixteen. All right. All right, 16 and 13. Let's read it. Lead us in reading that one, Gerard. When Jesus came into the coast. Let's read it with him. When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? All right, who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, Some say that thou art John the Baptist, and some Elias, and others Jeremias, or one of the prophets. He saith unto them, But who say ye that I am? Who say that ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ. The Son of the Living God, uh-huh. and Jesus answered and said unto him, uh-huh. Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona. Uh, wait, 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 wait. He said, Peter is telling him who he is. He got a revelation of who he is. Uh huh. Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father, which is in heaven. Uh uh-huh. And I say also unto thee, uh-huh. that thou art Peter. Well, stop. Stop, stop. When Peter reveals who Jesus is, Jesus turned back and revealed who Peter is. He says, thou art Peter. So you can't get in the presence of God and not find out who you are. Now, he had been called Simon, but when he get in the presence of Jesus, Jesus said, you're Peter. So I need that constant presence of God So it can constantly reveal who I am and by constantly revealing I am and constantly revealing how bad I am, it shows me how much I need him. People don't have a prayer life because they don't have a prayer life. Because when you get a prayer life, it reveals who you are. You'll see the drunk you are, the liar you are, the thief you are, the wretched person that you are, the wicked person that you are. And you still say, I need more help. The danger of being saved and not being in the presence of God is that you think you're okay. The first thing we found out about God in his presence, Genesis chapter 3. Uh-huh. Now, the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field. All right, I want you to go down to 3 and 6. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes Uh and a tree to be desired to make one wise, Uh she took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her. And he did eat Mm -hmm. and the eyes of them both were open Mm -hmm. and they knew that they were naked and they sowed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence. Now let me the give precedent. you this how it is: with Adam and Eve was all right, and for quite a bit of time they were walking around after they'd ate and they little skirts, and they was okay. But when the presence of God came, then they went to hiding. Because the presence of God revealed who they were. They were okay until the presence of God came. And you're okay in the shape that you're in and you're all right with where you are until the presence of God comes. But when the presence of God comes, it shows you yourself. People that got bad attitudes and don't want to change them. People got things in their life and not crying out about them but they can see you but can't see them. They ain't in no presence of God. Because when the presence came, it reveals to us ourselves. Because there are things about us that we don't know. But Jesus is the light. And the light reveals those things that are in me. Amen. Read what he says hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God Uh amongst the trees of the garden. Uh And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? I need an experience from God that reveals me. That reveals truly who I am. And many of us haven't had that kind of prayer, that kind of presence. That's why we argue with people when they see things that are about us that are obvious. And some of the things that they see are real, but we don't see them. Because we've never been exposed to God's presence. Sometimes one, two, three, three, or four, five, six people tell us these things that we can't see it. Give me Luke 5. Give me Luke 5. Amen. Hallelujah. Lift up your hands and say thank you, Jesus. Lift them up. And I want you to ask God to show you yourself. Talk to him. God revealed me. Hallelujah. Lift them up. Lift them up. Take a few minutes, if you will, tonight. Just a few minutes. Everybody, you ought to open your mouth and talk to him. Everybody. Show me my weakness. Show me my attitude. Come on, saints. Just a few minutes. Hallelujah. 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 There's a presence of God that you get in that make you run from God because you know you're not ready. When Adam heard God come in, he didn't come up trying to run in God's face. He hid because he knew he wasn't ready. Isaiah says, I'm a man of unclean lips. Peter, get Luke chapter 5. And five. And Simon answered and said to him, Master, we've been we've taught all night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word I will let down my net. And when they had this done, they enclowed a great multitude of fish, and there was a net break. Listen, and they beckoned unto their partners, which were in the other ship, and they should come and help them, and they came and filled both ships so that they began to sink. When Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' feet saying, depart from me for I am a sinful man, O Lord. The presence of God made him say, depart from me, I'm a sinful man. I'm not ready to be in your presence. There's a spiritual pride that a lot of people have taken on in the church that doesn't allow us to help people, doesn't allow us to help them where they are. And anytime you take up that spirit of pride on an individual, God sets you up to get in the same condition. 100% guarantee. If you uh, look at an individual at the condition they're in, and get a haltiness about where you are and where they are, because at that particular time you're much better, God will put you in that condition. First Timothy, First Corinthians chapter 10. Now, I want all of y'all to know this, every one of you, so you can get it, ain't none of y'all hot scotching into heaven. Ain't none of y'all running in, ain't none of y'all dapping in and pimping in. 1 Peter chapter 4 and 18. This is your state. So all of you all that are really, really battling and fighting, 1 Timothy 4 and 18, and if the righteous shall scarcely, barely be saved, where shall the ungodly and sinner appear? He said, look here, the righteous folk, that are going to church and doing everything you can, you're going to barely make it. And if I'm going to scarcely make it, what about them people that are doing in and everything they want? Oh, you can sit up there deep if you want to, but you know you have struggles and battles. And it ain't no walk in the park. Oh, you can put that front up on the outside, but when you go home, it's different. You can put that front up on the outside, but when you go to work and dealing with reality and dealing with things down there, so you can't none of us can come in and boast with your chest out like you walking up and you better, you about to humble yourself. Yeah. You know why? Because we categorize our sins in a different category than everybody else. So we don't categorize lying in the same category that we put in stealing. We don't put stealing in the same category that we do doing gossiping. So we feel like, y'all ain't saying nothing. So we feel like the fornicator is worse than the, uh, 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 the liar and the drug addict is worse than that. So we got all these different categories and because you have put yours on a special segment, but all liars going to hell. And then gossipers is going to hell too. So now you're gonna look at somebody and they go to hell because they drink they drinking or smoking dope, but you just went and called ten people and told them to do it. They going to hell for smoking and you going to hell for spreading it. But you don't look at you don't look at your pawn as wrong and you just spread it. No, I ain't saying nothing. Oh, come on, y'all don't look at me deep like that now. Oh, you okay, because you gossiping. But they did it. And God tell you both of them, the one that did it wrong and the one that spread it wrong. So you're going to be sitting right there in hell with them. Scarcely. Y'all about to look out here. I'm not driving a skateboard tonight. We got the semi-truck. Lift the hands up and say, Lord, I need help. Lift them up again and say, Lord, I need help. I need help. I go back in the course of my life and go back in the course of the day I have to check myself. First Corinthians 10 and 12. I I checked myself today. I had to put myself way in check. It's all right for me as a human man, but it wasn't all right for me as a spiritual man. Now they had a rally down there in Mississippi and the rally went fairly good. They killed this young man down there, black young man, it don't matter if black, green or yellow, they killed him and, and bulged his eyes out, cut his private off, did him worse than they did Emmett Till. And then they got rumors that they put him in the hog pen and the hall ate him after they got to kill him and hide him. There's a whole story behind it. But well, they had a rally this week and when they had the rally, uh, they tell me that the people gathered and the racist people, the Ku Klux Klan, and many of the racist white people. Now, everybody, white ain't racist. I said racist white folk. There's some racist black folk. But they came in, and they came out with shotguns and, and guns. And so, say so while they were in the middle of a the riot, the, the rioters had some type of folk that were connected with them, and they drove up with a hearse truck, one of them like you all trucks. And they said, them black rioters lifted up that trunk. They had AK-47s everywhere. They said, all them Klu Klux Klan men in them trucks got in them trucks and started running. They got out of town. Well, I had that same one. You said, I said, uh-huh. And, boy, I was talking about it. I said, yeah, yeah, I bet they won't be doing that no more. And they said, and they said, and they said the one, the police in the truck? He, they were coming his way. He backed up. And they went down to the police station and they started locking the doors. Boy, I was rejoicing in that. <laughs> well, I was talking noise. I liked it, that. Anytime you got these racist folk that's doing this and killing folk and you see them on the run, I said, yeah. <laughs> the Holy Ghost hit me when I got in prayer. Yeah. He slapped me on my knees. That's good for a fleshly man. I think they had every right, and they should have done whatever they had to do. But my, my the way I, the way I received it, the way I act, now it, it, it was the right thing in their eyes to do. But the way I was like, all right, get them back. The Lord said, back up now. You're supposed to be trying to get them saved, not killed you you're supposed to be you're supposed to be trying to get him the Holy Ghost he put me right in check right there now remember you're a preacher ah, It didn't feel good either. I said Lord I won't can I have this one <laughs> I have a little. Thing we do it, the Bible says something. This is one of my weaknesses, some of ours. All right, I'm gonna get it for you. I got it. This is what's in my heart. Go quickly with me, amen, to the book of First Corinthians 12. Giving you some of mine, all right? Twelve. I'm sorry, thirteen. And six. What does it say? Rejoiceth not in iniquity. It's one of my weaknesses. When people do something wrong to me, and God get them, I said, uh huh. Should have left me alone. That's what you get for bothering me. Boy, I see God judging them and God putting something them I say, "Shoo! God got them. Now they'll leave me alone. God said, when you see stuff like that happening, don't rejoice. Even if I told you it's going to happen, don't be, don't be getting excited. All right, y'all. Thought I just made that up. I'm telling you these little flaws we can have that we need to get straight. I'm talking about mine now. Now some of y'all, this you too. Look at Proverbs 24 and 17. Look what it says. Uh-huh. 24 and 17. Rejoice not when thine is falling. Don't rejoice when your enemy fall. Oh, Lord. That's a heavy one. I'm only really wanting to shout and jump, play the music, bring the time. But he said, don't rejoice when your enemy what? Oh, Fall, uh-huh. And let not thine heart be glad and when he stumbles. And don't stumbling. let your heart be glad. Now, that's hard to do. Because I'm glad it happened. You should have left me alone. But don't rejoice and don't be glad, read. Lest the Lord see it. Wait, wait, because see, when God dealing with somebody because of what they did for you, God said, don't rejoice because if I'm beating them up, I'll stop beating them up just because you're rejoicing. I learned how to leave it alone so God can finish his job. You want God to finish? Don't laugh. You want God to finish? Shut up. See, look what He says. Read. Lest, it disple- Lest the Lord see it. Lest the Lord see it. And it displease him. It displeases him. And he turned away his wrath and, from him. And he'll leave him alone. He said, because you laughing." God said, leave him alone. So now when I see God hitting people, and y'all say, did you hear what happened? I said, well, praise the Lord. Let's keep praying. I want God to finish. I'll like, say, ha, ha, God will stop it. So you wonder why God didn't finish them all. Cause you was over there just a smiling. Uh, God had him in the headlock and looked over there and watched you talking about God said, get on up. Go on back. (laughs) (laughs) We got a whole lot to learn, don't we? Lift your hands and say, Lord, help me. But it takes somebody to be able to see that and not respond unlike God wants us to respond. When I get in the presence of God, sometimes God means show me that and I see that. That's a weakness of me. That's an area of me. There's a saying that said, it's the little foxes that spoil the vines. I got some stuff I need God to work on. It's easy for a wife to talk about a hub not paying bill, but don't see she ain't cooking. It's easy for somebody to talk about people didn't speak to you and you've done things to them. I want to get in God's presence where nobody have to tell me. I want to get in God's presence where I know by myself. I always thought that sometimes getting in the presence of God, you just walk right out and feel good. But sometimes you get in the presence of God, you feel condemned if you're going there the wrong way. But the condemnation don't stay because there's no condemnation to them in the Christ who walk not after the flesh but after the Spirit. When I leave that place of God and I look at him and look at where he is, there's a rejoicing that comes to me that said, I got a savior. Yeah. I'm not condemned in his presence because I walk in his presence that I got help. Yeah. And I can't help myself, but I'm in the presence of somebody that can. I'm in the presence of somebody. So I feel that I feel that, uh, that, 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 that discomfort about me, but I'm in the presence of somebody that can help me. And clean me up. And fix me up. But I can't get that until I acknowledge what I am. And I can't acknowledge what I am until I get into light, And it reveals myself. This church, First Corinthians 10 and 12, is getting ready to take a turn for the better with souls. But it's going to take a spiritual person. I'm gonna show you why that first Corinthians 10 and 12, what it said. Wherefore? 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 Let him that thinketh he said. Let him that think he got it all together. Take heed. Take heed lest he fall. If you think you got it all together, take heed lest you fall. So the one that think I got it all together, I'm this and that, God said, watch out. your hands again and say, Lord, help me. <laughs> this is what it means now. And I'm about to get out of your way in Galatians chapter 6 and 1. Read. Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye will just spiritual. Restore, restore such, such a, a one. one in the Cause, spirit cause, of Because why he that is spiritual? Because once you get spiritual, it reveals you. And once you see you, then you can see you in them, and once you see you in them, then you have compassion. There was time I was getting ready to, to, to whip my children, and then I thought about me and my mama and stuff that I got whipped for, and I I could see myself and my children, and I lighten the load. Even God dealt with man different when he put himself in man's condition. From Genesis all the way to Malachi is a bloody book. God killed everything. And the Old Testament legalists who had that mindset of God as a killer said so Jesus couldn't be God because I'm going to put him something in front of him. And they brought to him a woman called an adultery and said, now Moses say stone her in the law. But Jesus couldn't find himself to pick up the stones because he had lived in that body. And now once he's lived in that body and understand that he's tempted at all points as you are, he wouldn't let them throw the stone. And then he revealed what they was and said, y'all that's without stone, pick up the stone and, and throw it. Because once he put them in check to where they are, the ones that had the rocks in their pocket, getting ready to throw, once Jesus revealed to them and asked them one question, they threw the rocks down. I got one question for you that's ready to kill everybody else. And you know, it is so bad that sometimes the things we are angry with people about is the same thing we done done. You literally committed the same exact sin and then you're going to look at me. Don't you know that's reprobate? If I can judge you for what i done and you get a different discipline than I get? Y'all ain't saying nothing. Because now that tells me that it's a reprobate because I can only see other people's problems. Now how I'm gonna judge you for killing somebody and I done kill somebody. Sometimes our stories of our children is parallel to our own life. Our story of our role is parallel to us. And all the only thing God has done is let them get in the same condition that you got in to see if you do what He did, what He did for you. He wants to see are you gonna show them the mercy that I showed you? He does that. Sometimes he gives scenarios to find out where we are. All right, David, you done killed Uriah and got Bathsheba. I'm not going to tell y'all nobody. I'm not going to tell y'all nobody, but I'm going to give you a story. A man had a lamb and it was a lamb that he raised up and somebody took the lamb and ate it. David said, kill him over a little old lamb. Kill him. It's only a lamb. But he done took a man's wife and killed the man. But you're going to kill a man over a lamb. Here, I didn't kill you. I didn't kill you. But you want to kill somebody else. Look at all you self-righteous people in here. Killing people with the stone that you should have been killed with. Oh Asking why are they shouting and you shouting too and you done done the same thing? Oh. We're all guilty in the presence of God. We all need the mercy of God. Every one of you in here, I don't care how deep you look. We need God's mercy. Yeah. You judging somebody because they got a short skirt and you couldn't even keep yours on. That's a dangerous spirit. And what it does, it puts God in a position that he has to bring up your whole bill. And you lose that forgiveness. You can lose your forgiveness. And God can bring it back up, but it's only if you don't handle the person with you the right way. Boy, this right here, you want this one. Get Matthew 18. Christ, God, Matthew 18 and 21. How much of this do I have to go through with them? How much do I have to put up with them? How much do God put up with you? How many times... They're going to do this to me. How many times they're going to come in and out of the church? How many times they're going to mess up? How many times you messed up? Because the same limit you put on them is the same one I'm going to put on you. You're going to give them ten, I'm going to give you ten. You're going to give them five, I'm going to give you five. But you want all these unnumbered forgiveness for you, but you want somebody else who messed up one time and marked them off. I don't want to hear it, but that's all right. I'll have to force feed you tonight. Nose tooted up. Eyes looking all kind of certain way. Give me Matthew 18. I got to help you so the church can grow. I'm preaching this so the church can grow. I'm preaching this so that God's sending people back that have left and people that have failed. I'm preaching this so that they can be able to come back so God can shut your mouth and stop your judgmental spirit and your rolling eyes so we can help some people get saved. Yeah. The biggest sin of the whole church is Unforgiveness. I got a whole lot of stuff I've done, and you do too. And I don't ask God to forgive me for them. I don't need that stuff brought back up. You know you're not trying to get back up, cause when now when God brings, let me tell you this: when God brings the sin back up, He brings the sickness up that should have came with the sin. So anything that God forgave you from, there's some sicknesses that y'all got in your body. That you didn't get because God moved the sin. But if God bring the sin back, he bring the sickness back. Some of y'all should have had AIDS, gonorrhea, syphilis, and gonorrhea and syphilis together. Cancer and everything else. And God said... If you don't forgive, I got to bring the sin back and when the sin come back, everything that was with, go, 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 all right, all right, all right, all right. Give me James chapter five. And 16. There is a prayer that you need the pastor to pray to get you healed, but there's a prayer that you need people to pray for that have done you wrong to get you healed. See, there's a prayer that I can pray you out of when you sin against me. But when y'all got stuff against each other, you got to pray for each other for you to get healed. Because if you don't, God will, God will make you sick. See, God want to make sure y'all restore your relationship or both of you are going to die. So look what it say over there in the book of James 5 and what I say. 16. 16 read. Confess your faults. Confess your faults. One to another. you got to confess your faults one to another. And pray one and for another. And then pray one for another. That ye may be that healed. You, some of y'all sick now because you won't let some stuff go. And won't forgive some folk. Confess your fault one to another and then after you confess your fault one for another pray for one another that you may be healed. So some of this stuff jumped on you and went to me to pray for you and I can't get it off. I went to pastor, pastor, pray for me. and still there. Well, you don't need my prayer in Now you start thinking about who you done, who you holding stuff against. And maybe you need to call them. There's one call you go to the elders of the church. The other one is calling that person that you don't speak to in church. I know ain't no running and shouting and falling out the night. Y'all can keep the sheets now. Give them to the crew clock clan, cause y'all ain't got them tonight. Look at somebody say, "Lord, help me to forgive. Help me to forgive." I can't, and I haven't been able to understand. See, what God intended to do to have the church full of forgiven people, have the church full of people who have failed and been forgiven and washed and clean, and when others come in, they can welcome them in. Say, Welcome to the recycling bin. Watch this. Somebody say Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. Give me first Corinthians six and nine. Read. Know ye not? Know you not that the unrighteous, the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Be not deceived. Don't be deceived. Neither fornicators. Fornicators. Nor idolaters. Adulterers. Nor adulterers. Nor effeminate. And nor abusers of nor, themselves nor with mankind, themselves of mankind. Nor, thieves, nor thieves. Nor covetous. Nor, nor drunkards, Nor drunkards, nor, revelers, nor revelers. Nor revelers. Nor extortioners. Uh-huh. Shall inherit the kingdom of None God. None of these can get into the kingdom of God. Read. And such were some of you. And such were some of you. Such were some of you. Read. But ye are washed. But ye are washed. But yes. And if God washed you, he can wash somebody else. And I only let those people come into your life to remember where you were so you can help them. Such was some of you. So whatever you looking at them as, that's what you used to be. But God washed you. God cleaned you. Why can't he clean them? You used to drink. You used to smoke. You need, used to hold. You used to lie. But God cleaned you. So God, give me another perception. Have somebody by the hand. Tell them, don't forget where you came from. Don't forget where God brought you from. I want somebody in this building just to praise God for where he brought you from. Come on, you, you, you don't. Come on, praise God. If you used to be a liar, used to be an adulterer, used to be a fornicator, used to be a gambler, used to be, don't you sit here, like? see some of you still acting proud. If you know where you used to come from and where you were and God's been good to you, why don't you praise God and give God glory and say thank you Jesus. I was that. I was that. But it is the grace of God that's keeping me. Our insensitivity, insensitivity to each other is based upon our unrecognition of ourselves. People that are mean, people that are judgmental, people, it's because they don't recognize themselves. I can't go at you like that when I know where I came from. I can't treat you like that when I know where I came from. You can't be mean to sinners and backslider when you know where you came from. The church is too mean and too, too just, just just mean and just mean. We don't know how to treat backsliders. We don't know how to treat people that went back. You're just mean and mean. Mean in the church. Mean everywhere. But don't you know where God brought you from? He loved you. Through love and kindness have I drawn you. It's the love of God that brings folk in. Nobody... Was saved in the Old Testament. With all of the laws and the killing, nobody was saved. He shed their blood and killed them and none of them was saved. Because they weren't saved by wrath. They weren't saved by the, uh, the, the punishment. But they were saved by the love. It was the blood of Calvary, not the blood of all those people that got killed because of what they done. It was the blood of Calvary that brought them. It's the love and kindness of God that get people saved, not your mean attitude, looking at people all kind of way. It's the love. It's the love. It's the love. We try to get them saved. Say, God gonna kill you, you don't get saved. Don't you know that don't bother nobody? You try to scare people out of sin. Then people still dying over there. They fun and game. Still dying. People, they know if you, you don't stop smoking, it's going to kill you. They still smoking. You, you, you smoke that dope, the they still doing it. But when somebody says, you know God love you. He don't want you to be that way. What brought that prodigal son back home was his daddy love. I'm going to go to my daddy and I know I can go to him and say, Daddy, how many high servants I have that you have? And daddy, he said, listen, listen, daddy, I'm going to go back to my house and say, daddy, forgive me. See, it's good to know that you can go to the daddy and say, forgive me. But when you're so mean that people know you're unforgiven, they don't even try to come. But he knew that the father would forgive him. I'm going to go back to my daddy and say, I have sinned against thee and against him and against you only. And I'm going to say, daddy, just make me a high servant. He had no problem knowing that his father would receive him back. I want people to know that have fallen from God. God will receive you back. God will accept you back. God will save you. God will deliver you, even if you've fallen away from God. Now, be honest with yourself. Be honest with yourself. Miss Bible way. Be honest with yourself. How many times have you messed up since you've been saved? I don't lie, because you'll be in my office every first Sunday. I have one of them cars where you can pat you know patch the whole end you get a free smoothie <laughs> hallelujah lift up your hand say Lord thank you for mercy, thank you for grace thank, thank you, come on thank you, thank you, thank you thank you, come on lift your hand thank you thank you Psalm 130 and 3. I'm about to go, hold Shanda Basha. Help Bible way, Lord. What it says, if thou Lord, this is David talking. He said, Lord, if, uh-huh. Should it mark iniquity? Read uh, 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 it again. If. If thou, thou uh, Lord. Lord, should it mark iniquity. It, she said, if you got a list with my name, coward. And every time I do something, put a check on the board. I went to school, Ella Johnson. I got to admit, I was bad. Amen. <laughs> April was in my class. Don't testify, April. We was in Miss Hargett class, I think, together. I was bad. I was bad. Super bad. <laughs> That's why I have mercy on Champ sometimes. <laughs> I look at him sometimes and I think about my mama with me. I go, oh, my Lord. And every time I do something in school, they put that check. And they put that check. Sometime at the end of the day, I got a whole check. Sometimes my name is at the top of the list because I like to clown and play. Check, 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 check. And when I, at the end of the day, oh, glory to God. At the end of the day, the teacher was getting us stuff together and saying, who won't erase the chalkboard? <laughs> and the kids would raise their hand. And at the end of the day, we would go back and erase the chalkboard. And the next morning the chalkboard was clean. He said, if thou would mock iniquity, David said, who would stand? But thank God their mercies are new every morning. may have a check today but every morning God wake up and give me a new mercy I might have messed up but in the morning in the morning in the morning God said I'm starting over I'm not going to remember what you done it's bad that God who forgives me erases the board but the church keep trying to put stuff on the board you're not God I don't care what you mark it ain't your board the blood cleans it look at somebody tell them this ain't your class this ain't your board hallelujah you ain't the teacher and at the end of the day you're not the one that's going to promote me to the next level I don't care what you might, 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 in fact, you might get in trouble yourself for going riding on the board because it ain't your board. You just sit down and do, you're, you're, you're with me, saints of God. I need some saints here that will lift your hands up to the Lord. I say, Lord, thank you for new mercy. Thank you for forgiveness. Thank you for, and listen, I'm going to say this and I'm going to say this. One of the, one, one of the, the most, uh, 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 in many places, churches are so slim especially apostolic churches because they have a time recovering the lost a time recovering the fallen and people are going to Baptist churches and Methodist churches and all of way, not because of the doctrine but because they're showing love and care I'm telling you you got to stop being so mean amen people have messed up and they're trying to come back to God don't sit there with your rolling in your eyes and looking at them funny you're gonna to have to get rid of that old judgmental spirit because because God forgave you. God washed you. you got to forgive them and wash them. Lift your hands up and say, Lord, help me. <laughs> I talked to a young lady the other day on a family. I said, come to church. Why you ain't come to church? She said, I, I feel uncomfortable coming. I said, why? I said, I ain't like it. was well, it the old church? I said, yes, it is. Best. She said, no, but I feel uncomfortable coming sometimes, Pastor. I said, why? She said, people just look at me so funny. They look at me so, so odd. Nobody come and hug me. Nobody come and embrace me. And and, and, you know, sometimes I do feel like on Sunday I'm the only one that see people around and I'm going to them, hugging them and I'm not talking about one of them fake hugs either. (laughs) Lift your hands up and say, Lord, help me. And this ain't a message of compromise. This is a message of love. And you know, I'm going to tell you something. If some people almost look like they'd rather see people go to hell than get saved, they help push them out the church. Your attitude and your personality they just help push you out. They push you out. They act like, it's a, they, they fine with it. Treating people nasty, It just, it's, just, it's almost like that's the one I should be trying to love. That's the one I should be trying to reach out to. Let me tell you something about love, and I'm going to go to this, and I'm going to finish with this last scripture, and then we're going to get in the presence of God so we can see us. I thought about that man who had a nine a hundred sheep and lost one. See, sometimes people don't matter to us no more. He lost one. But listen, he didn't have to go and get the one. He had 99 sheep. They could have had babies. He could have let them breed together. He got 99. He he wasn't after a number. Because if all he wanted was 100, he could have let them have babies. He could have had 120, 130. But he was after the sheep and not the number. Sometimes we're after the number and not the sheep. We want a big membership. I'm not after a big membership. I'm after those souls that I see that are lost. I don't care if there's a whole church full now. So we don't need you because our church full. I still miss you. I still care. Yes, we got a hundred, but there's that one that I have a relationship that I love. And we're doing good, by the way. We're, We're full and people are here. But do you miss me? Do you have a relationship with the one? Years and years ago, and I hadn't talked to Brother Eric in years, probably 10 years, 15 years. But there was a relationship that him and I had, and I hadn't talked to him in 15 years, but he could pick up his phone and call me and know I still got a relationship. And we started, brand, not brand new, just from where we left off. That's how you know. How you know? Oh, good, 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 good. Lift your hands and say, Lord, help me to love the difficult. Help me to love the hurting, the broken. Help me to continue to see me. Lift your hands up and just ask God to give you a revelation of yourself real quick. Lift your hands up. Lift your hands up. Why your hands up? I got one more scripture after this. Lift your hands up. Lift them up. Lift them up. Oh, lift them up. Lift them up. Lift them up, lift them up, lift them up Strip yourself of all pride Self-righteousness Arrogance See what you used to be See what you used to do see what you've done. Every now and then in church, you ought to just take a real glimpse of yourself and remember where you come from and get on your knees and start crying out to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lift your hands up and say hallelujah. Lift your hands up and say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lift them up and say hallelujah. Lift them up and say Lord I thank you. I was a mess. I was messed up. Forgive me for not forgiving others. Forgive me for holding things. I was disobedient to my parents. I did wrong. I lied. God please help me God. See, forgiveness is contingency. You know, in a legal firm, there's contingency cases. And they were the case, but they don't, it's contingent on them getting the money. And if they don't get the money, I win the case, I don't have to pay them. See, your forgiveness is measured by you, not God. Your forgiveness is measured upon the people that you deal with. Look at the book of Matthew chapter 6 and 12. And forgive us our debts. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. this, This is contingency. So God... Watches how I forgive others to determine how he will forgive me. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. So Sherry can remember one time, long time ago, the church was having some struggles. We were in the midst of some things we were trying to do. And Sherry said, we were talking, Say, you know, got all these people that are old and old and old, we need to go get them. They owe the church and this that. We were talking, said, and I said, "Yeah, we need to go. We need to go get them." I was talking, talking, talking. But the church owed some bills, and boy, I was getting ready to go at them, and I was ready. And when I was going there, the Lord hit me and asked me how much I owe these other people. I went back to share and said, "We ain't bothering nobody." She said, What, Pastor? I said, Nope, we ain't bothered nobody. I said, God just told me, look at all these people we owe. Then I did something different. I got a letter and told Sherry to type a letter. I wrote it to the people that we owed and say, Please forgive us for not displaying a Christian attitude, a Christian response to paying you this bill. The church has been struggling and we will get the money. Please forgive me. We did not handle paying you right because we've been late, and we did not. I gave those people the. the, the, Didn't they do it? I humbled myself because I saw I'm getting ready to go and and get these people. See, you got... Hallelujah. God will bless you and forgive you based upon you. Forgiving others. Forgive us our debts as we... Do what? Forgive our debtors. Uh huh. And lead us not now into watch, temptation. Now, listen, we don't put them together. You forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors, and then I won't lead you into temptation if you forgive them. But if you don't, you're going to be led into that same temptation. So now, not being led into temptation is based upon you forgiving people's debt. Because if you don't forgive them, I want you to feel what they feel, and I'm going to lead you, let, let you enter into that place of temptation. Now, he ain't the one that tempts you, but he'll lead you where it's at. Now, forgive us our debt as we forgive our debtors. Then I can go to the next stage, don't lead us in temptation. Why? Because I've forgiven everybody I need to forgive. So I don't have to learn the lesson of being tempted like they were. There's a lot of things that you're going through a 9999 $9 things. Some of y'all children I can real crazy cause y'all used to pick up other people's children. Oh, uh-uh, she ain't like that. He ain't like that. God said, All right, that's a 990 boo-boo thing. Cause see you was proud because you picked that sister so-and-so children. And my children ain't like that. My children. I, I raised my good. Uh-huh. Look at look at look, look ooh, what the uh oh, nah. Sat down and had a whole conversation on somebody else. Now your little sugar booger messed up. I'm about to get out of here. You mean Matthew eighteen, sixteen and I'm getting out? Read. But if he will not hear thee, Matthew, the, Matthew 18 and 21. Then came Peter to him. Then and came saying, Peter to him and said, Lord, Lord. How often shall I forgive, shall my brother sin against me, and I forgive him? How often shall my brother sin against me, and I forgive him? Till seven times. I'm going to give him at least seven times now. You got going to give him at least seven. That's it, uh-huh. Jesus said unto him, uh-huh. I say not unto thee, I say not unto thee, until seven times. Until seven times. But until 70 times, uh-huh, seven. Uh-huh. Therefore, is the kingdom of heaven. This is the example he's going to give you. Like unto a king. Uh-huh. Which, which would take account of his servant, uh-huh. and when he had begun to reckon, he begun to reckon. I'm one to was go. brought unto him, yes, which owed him ten thousand talents. One came to him that owed him ten thousand talents, for as much as he had not to pay, but he didn't have anything to pay, He didn't lord, have enough to pay. Read, his lord commanded him. His to lord commanded him to be sold. The lord said, "Sell him." and his wife, and his wife, and children, and children, and all that he had, all that he had, and payment to be made, and payment to be made, now this doesn't just affect you, unforgiveness can, uh, uh, forgiveness can give freedom to your children, forgiveness can give freedom to your children, it can give freedom to all that you had. all of these things are uh, uh, affected, read, the servant therefore fell down the servant fell down and worshipped him saying and worshipped him saying Lord Lord, have patience with me have patience with me that's the first thing how many of you know God had patience with you how many of you know God had patience with you anybody as messed up as you are God had patience with you somebody said thank you for patience read uh huh and I will pay thee all I'll pay you then the Lord of that servant, the Lord of that servant was moved with compassion, was moved with compassion and loosed him and loosed him and forgave his And death. forgave him. How many of your God loosed you? How many of God forgave you? Can you give God praises for loosening you and forgiving you and freeing you? Read, uh-huh. But the same servant, but the same servant went out. Went out and found one of his fellow servants. And found one of his fellow servants. Which owed him a hundred pence. Which owed him a hundred pence. And he laid hands on him. He laid hands on him. And took him by the throat. Saying, uh-huh. Amen. Look at somebody and say, Who do you have by the throat? I want to talk to you about that. Who do you have round the throat? Who do you have grabbing? Amen. He took him by the throat. Uh-huh. Saying, saying pay me that thou owe it. Amen. You got a lot of folk in the church, and I don't know who it is you got. Could be your mama, could be a saint in the church, could be one of your children, but some of y'all got folk round the throat. And my question to you is who do you have round the throat? Who is it that you holding over something that was done 50 years ago? Who is it that you're holding? Something that was done two or three years ago, and you got him held by the throat, and he got him held by the throat. Talking about pay me what you owe me. Read, and his fellow servant fell down at his feet, and he fell down, got down at his feet, and besought him, saying, and besought him, saying, Have patience, with please, me. have patience with me, and I will. These pay are the off. same words that they that he asked for. Have patience for me, don't give up on me. Lord, don't give up on me. Lord, give me a chance. Lord, I'll get it together. And the same words look like those words, when he heard them, it ought to remind him of his condition. But he forgot where he came from. Look like when people are asking you to forgive them, you ought to remember what you asked God. Lord, forgive me. He heard him. And he said to him, Amen. Read. Have patience with me. Have patience with me. And I will pay thee all. I will pay you. And he would not. But he wouldn't. But went and I ca- just got forgiveness, but wouldn't, huh? But went and cast him into prison. And went and thrown him into prison. Till he should pay the debt. Tell- till he should pay the debt. So when his fellow servants saw what was done. But somebody saw what was done. They were very silent. I wonder if there's any saint that can see what people are doing. Yeah. Sometimes you can sit back and see how saints treat others. Yeah. Sit back and see how they roll their eyes. Sit back and see how they act to each other. God is watching your response to that person that's asking you to forgive them. He's watching it. Amen. They went back and reported it. Uh-huh. And came and told unto their lord all that was done. Told to the lord all that was done. Then his lord. Then his lord. After he had called him. After he had called him. Said unto him. Said unto him. O thou wicked servant! You wicked servant! I forgave thee. I forgave you for everything you done. Because thou desired it. Because you asked me to do it. Should it not thou also have compassion. Shouldn't you have a little compassion. On thy fellow servant. On thy fellow servant. Even as I had pity on thee. Even as I had pity on you. And his Lord was wrong. And the Lord was wrong. And delivered him. The same God that freed him got mad with him. Uh Uh-huh. To the tormentors. Yes. Till he should pay all that was due unto him. Uh Uh-huh. So likewise shall my heavenly Father. So likewise shall my heavenly Father do also unto you. Also unto you, if you have your hearts forgive. If now read it again. If you from your hearts forgive not. If you from your heart forgive not every man of his brothers, their trespass. Of his brothers, their trespass. Look at somebody that I want to be free. Every now and then you just need a reminder in the presence of God. Every now and then you just need to pray to get in the presence of God so that you can see yourself. Somebody say hallelujah. Every now and then you need to cry out and get on the altar and seek the face of God so that the presence of God could reveal your weaknesses and reveal, amen, where you are with God. Anybody need to hear from God tonight? Anybody want to see a picture of yourself? When you stand before God, it makes you appreciate him. It makes you glorified because when you look at all of these things that you're trying to do and yet struggle with doing them, but you get in the presence of God and see a holy God, it'll make you fall to your face and worship him because you know that he's doing what you can't do. Somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lift your hands and say, Lord, help me. Something is happening here tonight. Lift your hands and say, Lord, help me. Lift your hands and say, Lord, I'm in need of your help. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say, "Lord, Lord, show me me. In your presence, show me who I am. Show me my attitude. Show me my disposition. Amen. Show me my hatred. Show me my malice. I want to be holy before you. Show me myself. Somebody lift your hands and say, yes, Lord. This next step of revival requires us falling on our knees before the face of God. Stand on your feet with me tonight. Stand on your feet with me tonight. Come to the altar with me. Everybody, come to the altar with me. Come to the altar with me. This is, this, this is a searching. Everybody, all of this building, who is it that you need to forgive? What is it that you need to see about you? Come a little closer. Lift your hands up all over this building. For me, it was my father. Who is it for you? Who is it that you keep on bringing up their wrong to? Who is it that you keep on struggling with giving it up? All I want you to do is take a few minutes to see have you been disobedient to your father? Have you been disobedient to God? Have you done everything right? Now God help me, even though you've forgiven me, help me to deal with those people. Lift your hands up. This is a humbling experience right now. This is humbling. This is humbling. Lift your hands up. This is humbling. Lift them and talk to God. This is humbling. God, let me get in your presence so I can see really what I am. Oh, God, forgive me for holding this against my mother. Forgive me for holding this against my father. How many of y'all see conditions in your life that are similar to the relationship you had with your family? Things that are similar to your situation that was done to you. Here I am, God. I'm asking you for forgiveness. Help me not to hold it in my heart. Lord, I get this message tonight. I see me. I see me. Now, this is what I want to ask you. How similar is your own personal situation to the people that you won't forgive? How similar? How similar is your relationship with your son, with your daughter, with your husband, with your wife? How similar is it to your own situation? Oh God, I see it. I see it. God, I'm so embarrassed of myself holding this against them, and you freed me. Are oh, you going to have to get broke here tonight? That's it, young lady. That's, that's, that's brokenness. I rebuke the spirit of unforgiveness. spirit of bitterness, the spirit of grudge. Is your life with your son a replay of yours? Is your life with your mother a replay of yours? Is that person that you're judging a replay of yours? Oh God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. See, pride won't let you do that. Pride won't let you do it. Pride won't let you think you justified. They're different than mine. No, 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 no. Pride won't let you do it. You about Lucia? Hey, hallelujah! Forgive me for not forgiving. Forgive me for holding it. Oh, ba 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 Lord, did I do the same thing? Did I do the same thing? Did I walk the same way? Thank you, God, for giving me for my disobedience to my parents. Thank you for forgiving me for my failures. Thank you for giving, for giving me of my unrighteousness. Now, God, give me the compassion to deal with people differently. Give us the spirit of compassion in this church. Oh, shababaha. don't let me get my new stuff and get my this, this, this. And God, I'm dealing with people differently. Oh, God, help me. Oh, Oh, My God. Some of you are being relieved right now. Some of you are being relieved now. This is that that step you're talking about going higher. This is it. That step higher that you needed. This is it. Oh, glory. Oh, glory. Some of y'all look down on your parents because they ain't saved and you got your nose snooted up to them because they smoking dope or they drinking and they doing this and you looking at them with all that old look at them. Look how bad they are. You, you were the same condition. Love them. Love them. Win them to God. Love them. Love them. I can't save them until you get compassion. lord don't bring my stuff back up lord don't bring my sickness back up don't bring that disease back up don't bring that issue back up god i don't want it in my body in fact god said many of your healing is here if you would just release folk, many of your healing is here if you would just forgive many of your healing is here the mental stress the pain the sickness is here it's connected to forgiving Hallelujah! glory to god Let it go. The Holy Ghost say, let it go. Let it go. You've grieved too much over your past. Let it go. You've grieved too much over what your mama done, your sister done, your brother done. Let it go. Turn it loose so I can bless you. Turn it loose so I can heal you. Turn it loose so I can deliver you. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Give up that stuff happened in your childhood give up that stuff happened in your past give it up you don't have a right to hold it give it up give it up I forgave you Now forgive them give it turn it loose and you're not going to get what you want till you turn it loose not going to get what you need till you turn it loose you don't have a right to hold it you don't have a right to hold it You don't have a right to hold it. Get rid of the bitterness. Tonight. Tonight. If you want the favor of God in your life this year, tonight. That old luggage you got to drop. God ain't, you didn't, have to, you didn't have to beg God for your forgiveness. People shouldn't have to beg you for yours. they not tell you to ever beg nobody pardon. They ain't got to beg no pardon. People begging you 15 years, 10 years, they still begging you begging, forgive me, begging, begging, begging buying gifts, buying flowers doing this, doing that, trying to get your forgiveness six months you done forgave him. the next six months you acting funny again ten months you done forgave them, the next one get over it, forgive yeah. let it go listen at this I've seen this in the spirit and the Lord told me to tell him to say, he said I got some stuff I want to give you but you got your hands closed with people in it and I can't that's why I forgive I can't give you until you get what you got and give it away I can't give you because you holding something some of y'all blessings is held up in who you holding some of your miracles are held up in who you're holding Grab somebody by the hand. Look at them and I said, if you want what God has for you this year, you're going to have to release whoever and whatever you're holding. This is the word of the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Blessings in Jesus' name.